0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Polarizer Podcast. This show is brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast consumer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science earth-grown nutrients and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Whether you are climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses or closing sales, chasing personal records in the weight room or running a marathon, Onnit is the brand you want in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but the very best to market whether it's energy bars, protein shakes, creatine or their flagship product Alpha Brain, Onit's diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. You can save up to 10% off by visiting onit.com and using the promo code POLARIZER. That's P O L A R I Z E R. Or you can use the link in the podcast description or on the website. And uh, they have really cool stuff, man. I really like their uh, Alpha Brain. I take it uh, before I do podcast really makes me uh, makes me sharp it's kind of like like a cup of coffee but you don't feel as wired it helps me focus it's good stuff and this podcast is also brought to you by Alert Alert is spelled with double L in this case and it's an iPhone app for people with food allergies who travel the world so if you're uh, allergic to peanuts or dairy or tree nuts or gluten or shellfish or see what else can you be allergic to. There's 14, there's um, no less than 14 different allergies in there, which cover over 95% of all allergy cases. So if you're allergic, there's a very good chance that this app will work for you. You can generate an allergy warning message in 44 different languages. So on the first screen, you just select what you're allergic to. In my case, it would be uh, dairy and peanuts. So I just tick those two. And let's say I'm going to Taiwan and then I just uh, select traditional Chinese, press the big yellow button in the main screen, and it shows an allergy card for um, that I can show the people there. And I've traveled pretty extensively; I've been uh, all over Asia, and um, they uh, they speak different languages than I do uh, here. They don't. Uh, not all people there speak English, and. This app really helped me out to uh, to eat everything there that I wanted, and uh, I didn't get sick once. So it really, really worked uh, worked out for me. Alert in the iOS App Store. A L L E R T for food allergies. Alrighty, today's guest is Zuby. Zuby is an independent rapper from uh, the United Kingdom. He is a very interesting guy who who is. Um, an entrepreneur and musician and a writer and recently a um, social media phenomenon. Like he, he tweeted out this video of him lifting a very heavy weight and um, he tweeted that he identified as a woman while doing that. That got retweeted like a whole bunch of times, got viewed more than two million times and it's been on TV and different television programs. <laughs> and that kind of went viral there. But we talk about much more interesting stuff than that. We talk about his music career, which he uh, completely built by himself. He's not on a label. um, Just by working hard and by following his passion and and bettering himself and just success through hard work. I think that's the theme of today's podcast. He's also working on a fitness book right now He's he's got a podcast, also Real Talk with Zuby. Be sure to check that out. All these links, all the things that I um, talk about, I put in the show notes as well. So I hope you enjoyed this very first Skype interview of the Polarizer podcast. Give it up for Zuby.
1: Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on
0: with your host, Dick Hube. You're listening to the Polarizer podcast. Alright,
2: you ready to run. man, cool, I'm ready bro, let's go Cool No distractions
0: Yes, sweet Well uh, thanks for doing this man That's no, no problem man This is the first time I'm doing this thing through Skype So this is an interesting uh, new experience for me I'm talking here with Zuby The Jordan Peterson of Rep And more importantly The current record holder For the British Women's Deadlift Record It's the most powerful <laughs> Most brave thing I've seen all year you go, girl. <laughs> I've been looking forward to saying that, man. That's, uh, <laughs> you, man. I've got the bench press record too. Yeah. Like, that one. What made you? Uh, what made you decide to do that? Like it just it popped up on my feed because someone retweeted it, and then a week later, people were talking about it on TV, and <laughs> and, and a whole lot of people were very angry with you. <laughs> How many They're retweets did it again? Bad. Like like fifty thousand oh, or something? Oh like, gosh. I, I
2: don't even know, man. The video is on like approaching one point four million <laughs> views on Twitter video. And the interviews the interviews have about half over two million views like just on the interviews. Oh that's 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 legit viral uh, stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I gained like forty two, forty three thousand followers off that. That's t-
0: <laughs> who who uh so I saw you uh on your feed recently that you were on uh Ben Shapiro and and yeah, also so, Piers Morgan and uh, Tucker yeah, Carlson. So, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, so a bunch of people talked about it. So um, Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain talked about it. Tucker Carlson talked about it on his show on Fox News. I know it was covered in Sky on Sky News in Australia. Um, <laughs> and then I did an interview with Ben Shapiro. I, I talked to him on his show. I did interviews with um, RT... Ah, uh, multiple BBC stations, both TV and radio. Um, a whole bunch of like independent podcasts, and then it, it was featured in like the news as well, like the the Sunday Times and the Daily Mail, and a whole bunch of places, man. Both nationally and internationally. I I don't even know all the places. Oh, and then of course, uh, Joe Rogan talked about it on his podcast.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. So that was big. That was massive. And he, uh, he also gave you a follow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he sent me a DM too, so we, we had a little chat on Twitter. Are you going to be on his, his podcast? or?
2: Um, I don't know yet. Just um, I know I will be at some point. That's uh, Before this even, thing even blew up, I said, like, one day I'm going to be on that podcast. Cool. I, I, I feel that already. I, I talk things into existence. So I didn't know that he was going to pick up on that video
0: and shout me out. So that's cool that I'm on his radar now, at least. Very cool, man. Good for you. Well... <clears throat> what made you do that? Like, what uh, did did you thought? Oh, Look, you just put a funny joke on there, see what happens? Or did you did you expect a backlash uh, from it? Or, or like the way <laughs> it went viral? Or did you have any idea what would happen with it? Good. I thought that some of my followers would probably like and retweet it, and it would be a
2: little funny thing between myself and my followers. I didn't know that it was gonna go national, let alone international, <laughs> and be my most viewed piece of content of all time of everything. All the, wor- all the work I've ever done over the past 12 years, all the music I've put out, all the music videos. Because you've got like tweets. seven albums out there, right? Dude, I've got like eight. Eight <laughs> yeah. now, so, yeah. So of everything I've done, the thing that got me the most attention was a nine-second video of me deadlifting in the gym. Which, by the way, that video already existed online. And the original video had like 50 views or something because it was just from a workout video but then it was the caption that did it you know I put I I just reposted it and I put that little caption saying that I identified as a woman (laughs) while lifting the weight and that (laughs) and that that just sent it into the stratosphere so I've been joking about this whole um this whole lie of male privilege because I'm like man I just identified as a woman and suddenly I got all I got so much more attention and press coverage and all this love so it's definitely easier being a woman on social media
0: (laughs) What would you say is the ratio of uh, positive and negative response that you get? 99 to 1. Oh, that's great. Positive, I Literally. assume. <laughs> yeah, 99% <laughs> positive. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've got to be. Um, that gives me hope, you know. Sometimes <laughs> when, you, when you read through Twitter or you see <laughs> what people are saying online, you think the world's going crazy, man. And the kids. <laughs>
2: the problem is that the normal people are letting the crazy people run things the the crazy people are not the majority they're just really loud and people are scared of them that's true because they're they're quite vicious and they form little mobs and attack people but um once you get over that i mean i've had like i've had like 15 different online mobs come after me over the over the past 2 years so i'm i'm done i'm like i'm very thick skinned like i don't right. care Right, if some angry angry avatars want to tweet at me, I mean it's happening right now on my Twitter.
0: I'm getting a whole bunch of angry, right? Like, yeah. I saw, you know? I saw your top three <laughs> list uh, that you just posted. Let's see, <laughs> let's go to there. It was like uh, do 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 these three things. Uh, if you uh, ladies do these three things, if you want men to like you, or where is it? What's oh, way down? You tweet a lot, man. <laughs> So well, what was the top three, and then someone tweeted like, "Yeah, number four. Don't listen to Zuby."
2: <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah the ang- the male feminists and white knights got angry at that too. Maximize your um, looks,
0: be sweet, don't be annoying. Well, I'd say I'd say that's accurate, you know. It's just,
2: <laughs> I I didn't ask for the world, did I? I mean, that's <laughs> no. pretty like in a normal world. I don't think that would be, uh,
0: and I don't think most normal people take it to be particularly. Like yeah, controversial, but, but maximizing your looks first of all is a social construct that's uh, created by the evil patriarchy, and you know, looks and and be sweet. Like, what does it mean? You we need to be sweet first, and what do you find? Would you expect that? And don't yeah, be annoying. No. How dare you mansplain like that?
2: Of course, and <laughs> then people were saying, "Well, I I got a great guy without doing any of these three things," and I'm like, "Okay, well, good for you. I don't necessarily believe you, but <laughs> if if you did, then that's okay. I mean." like I, I i could have added a lot more to the list but i actually wanted it to i uh, sometimes i tweet things to uh, like i know when i'm kicking the hornet's nest yeah but it's just funny because i don't think i ever say anything that's actually controversial in like a normal world right, <laughs> right. but just but just because certain people are so like far gone and want to be outraged by stuff that you can just say something that's really like basic and people respond to it in these really crazy ways and form like these huge sweeping statements and opinions on stuff like literally, I mean, and someone was like, oh, would you give that advice to your daughter? I was like, yeah, if I had one, <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> I'd, give, I'd give that advice to any woman who like, I actually like. I mean, if, if uh, <laughs> it wasn't complicated, it, w- it would be like, okay, th- guys, if you want to, uh, if you want to be more attractive to women, here's three things you can do. Um increase your status, be confident, and be funny.
0: Yeah, for sure,
2: man. Right? Yeah. And I don't think I don't I don't think people would be like, oh my gosh, how dare you. No. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's, just, it's like, yeah, okay. That's pretty simple it's not saying like yeah you need to be a millionaire and you need to have an eight pack and be four <laughs> percent body fat it, it wasn't like some crazy
0: well being a millionaire alone will get a lot done
2: though uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah but but it, it was it's not like some some huge high standard no. right like <laughs> look good be sweet don't be annoying like right okay don't tell me not to be annoying i'm like okay like
0: yeah, you're annoying right whatever. now Okay, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> whatever works for you. I, I, this, if you're happy, like that's fine. I, I'm some, I'm some guy on the internet. If you think my advice is nonsense, then you're free to ignore it.
0: Well, that's cool, man. It's. Uh... <laughs> I've listened to your uh, latest album a little bit, and what I like about it is is it seems to be a very positive message uh, to me. Like it's you know work hard, uh, follow what you. If you want to get something done, work hard for it, and uh, just keep on, uh, keep on chipping away. And uh, nothing I've I've seen on your Twitter feed or in your music is is stuff to get angry about. I think
2: <laughs> that's why it's so funny. That's that's why I, I sometimes people are like, oh gosh, like don't you get tired of
0: dealing with yourself. all this stuff
2: online? <laughs> yeah. and whatever? And I'm kind of like, I find it funny. Like I have a sense of humor, you know. So. I don't take all this stuff seriously and I I also I live in the real world I know who I am I know what I believe I know what kind of person I am I've got a lot of people who like me a lot of people who love me and it's all good a lot of people like and respect me and know what I do and that's all good so if one in a hundred people decides without knowing me that they don't like me then that's okay too the truth is the more people who know you the more people The more people are going to like you, but the more people are going to dislike you, too, because I'm suddenly there are now literally probably hundreds of thousands more people now who have at least heard of me who hadn't heard of me two months ago. Right. Whether or not they've really like checked out everything I do, not all of them have, but certainly tens of thousands of them have. So it's like with all those. Yeah, some of them are the majority is going to be positive, but. If you're on a lot of people's radars, then you're gonna have a lot of people who don't like you. There's no public person. You know, I mean, I'm not like some huge name, but there's nobody who over a hundred thousand people know who they are, let alone millions of people know who they are. And out of all of those people, like everybody has a positive view or impression of them. It's just it's not how it is. Look at any look at any singer, look at any sports player, look at any actor. You know, they've got all these fans, but they've got people who who think they hate them, right? Yeah. Look at just look at Justin Bieber. You get people, I hate Justin Bieber. I'm like, do you know him? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are you so emotionally charged by this, by this young man who you've never met? I say, yeah, but he's this, he's that. I'm like, he doesn't even know who you are. Like, why are you d- dedicating all this energy and attention and screaming to it? It's like, just get on with your life, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. doing he's doing what he's doing, and he's doing well, obviously, whether you like it or not. So Why don't you go and you can go and be great, too. Everybody can be great. And yeah, like you said, that's that's kind of my message, man. That's really my message. It's about personal responsibility, going for what you want, having goals, having big dreams and going for it and persevering. That's why I called the album Perseverance, because that's that's what it is, man. And ultimately, if everybody were to do that, then the world would really be a better place, man. It's, um, It's it's not that complicated
0: as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, where does that? Uh, where did it came from? That that philosophy?
2: Um, got really good parents, man.
0: No, oh, that's yeah,
2: that's. I've got I've, I've got a from a wonderful family. Like my parents raised me well. It's a good um, answer. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, and I think that's again. I know we don't live in a perfect <coughs> world. You know, there's no utopia, but in an ideal world, that would be most people's answer. Like, I think that's where it's supposed to come from. And then. And then, of course, you know, my, my own thoughts, my own thinking. There's other people I, I follow and I respect. I read a lot of books. I kind of consume, a, I create a lot of content, but I also consume a lot of content. And look, I, I, respect every, I respect everybody and anybody who is striving towards betterment for themselves and especially for themselves. I was going to say for themselves and the wider world, but I think especially for themselves, not, not in a selfish way. But I do think that it's important to, you know, like if you want to quote that Jordan Peterson quote, you know, put your... Yeah, the Jordan put, Peterson set, of rep. I
0: like that. Yeah, phrase. man. Set, <laughs> set,
2: set your house in, what is it? Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, if you can't keep your room tidy, if you can't sort yourself out, if you can't wash the dishes in your kitchen, then what are you doing on Twitter or on the street protesting, trying to change the entire world and everybody in it it's like no like why don't you sort yourself out first and then maybe once you've done that you can move on to something bigger but the world is a the world is a really big thing to try to sort of change at once and i think it's very actually think it's very arrogant to think that you somebody individually is gonna you know change the world certainly by screaming at people on the internet i mean that's not gonna that's not that's not gonna get much done um yeah
0: Uh, i don't i don't necessarily believe that the people who scream about all this kind of stuff necessarily really believe what they're saying i think it's more a narcissist thing like they're basically saying i am better than you because (coughs) i you know because i'm so much uh yeah more virtuous yeah virtue signaling that's another uh,
2: absolutely yeah Yeah, exactly that, that is what it is man and um yeah. Like, I don't know. People are generally too worried about what, it's weird. Like with myself, in some ways I care a lot about what people think about me. And in other ways, I don't care at all what people think about me. Yeah. Cause like in terms of the people who actually know me, I respect what they think about me a lot. I want them to hold me in high esteem and in high regard. And to be like, if someone asks them about me, I'll say, yeah, Zuby's a, Zuby's a great guy. He's He's uh he's humble he's honest he's authentic he's loyal he's res- he's reliable he's responsible you know I'd want them to say good things about me if it's like an avatar on Twitter or on YouTube who I don't even know who they are and they don't know who I am or whatever and they want to jump on my video and say something bad about me I'm like I don't care yeah. like I, I genuinely don't care that just makes me think like man what's up with this like I don't know even know who this person is like they never they'll never have a face but it's just like wh- why are you why, why what would possess me to go tomorrow and I just go on YouTube videos and I'm just writing hateful things on people's YouTube videos. Who I don't know, and they don't know who I am. Like, what's wrong with my life? If, if <laughs> if your life happened, sucks. Or, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. happen in my life that, that I think that's a good use of my time? Like, it just it doesn't make sense. So it doesn't reflect anything on me. It's just like, okay, well, you're weird. Or people who get it's
0: a loser's mentality. Oh. It's a loser thing to do. I think absolutely, it's,
2: absolutely. There's nobody. There's nobody successful who's jumping around on YouTube, yeah. writing hateful comments and disliking people's videos. Like that person doesn't actually exist. Probably too busy working
0: on stuff to do that anyway.
2: <laughs> exactly. exactly, like that person doesn't. Nobody, nobody who you'd want to hang out with and look up to is behaving that way.
0: Yeah, we're still figuring out this social media thing. Like, it, it's still very new. Like, Facebook is, I think, 10, 10 years old or. Um, at this point, no. I've
2: been on Facebook for fifteen years. Fifteen. Damn time flies. <laughs> I've been. Was, I was one of the first people on Facebook.
0: Bef- when it was uh, only for for
2: universities uh, at the very yeah, beginning, yeah. My university yeah. was the first one in the UK that it came to. And you went to Oxford, right? That's right. Yeah, so I joined Facebook in two thousand and four.
0: Yeah, tell me about that. Like uh, you, you, uh, I, I heard in one of your previous podcasts that you were a management consultant before you became a full time rapper. Yeah, that's right. Um, and before that, you <laughs> studied computer science, right? Yeah, computer yeah. science. So I've got um, a very
2: atypical background for a rapper. Um, so, in terms of my life, yeah, I I grew up in the Middle East. I lived in Saudi Arabia for about 19 years, and then um, but I went to boarding school in the UK when I was 11. So I've kind of been in the UK for like just over 20 years, and then um, I did really well in all my studies. I was a straight A star student, and then I got all my A's at A level. I went to Oxford University, studied computer science. And that was actually where I started rapping. So I released my first album when I was in my second year of university. That was my first album, Commercial Underground. So that was the thing that kind of set the spark of, okay, this is something I can do a little more seriously. But then I had the job offer to work for a big consulting firm in London. So I went and I did that for a couple of years whilst juggling my music on the side. But after after a little while, you know, I'm very I'm very honest with myself. And I've got a very particular and peculiar type of personality which is both a gift and a curse right i wouldn't be able to do half of the things that i've done if i didn't have this personality type but my life would be a lot more uh, simple and stable <laughs> if i didn't if i didn't have this personality type oh i know so, what you're talking
0: about man yeah uh, so i would love nothing more that i could you know after work just sit down and watch game of thrones all night and be happy with that it's uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah you know um I, I think with me again it comes down to this idea of potential like I've got a very particular talent stack and I've got like I don't mean this in an arrogant way but I don't think there's anybody like me like this goes for everybody I mean everybody is an individual but I don't sure. I don't think there's I don't think there's anybody with my set like combination of skills and interests and ideas and talents and background you see what I mean? and everything Yeah, exactly like I'm very unique in a lot of ways and I recognize that and I you know even just being a rapper it's like not everybody can rap not everybody knows how to make music not everybody can do necessarily all of these things so with me I kind of felt like there's no way I can reach my true potential especially being a creative individual there's no way I can reach my true potential being someone who's just kind of staying in an office, working at a standard corporate job, even if it's, you know, well paying and it's, it's a really good job or whatever. I'm just like, that's not, I just don't feel that's my purpose in life. You know? And for me, it it almost even gets a bit religious because I do believe in God. I'm a Christian and I do believe that God gives people different talents. And I think that if you've got a talent, like, I don't know if, if you've got somebody who's amazing at painting and they create the most beautiful paintings and they're so good at painting, but then they go and just become like a lawyer and they don't do any painting. I'm like to me that's like you're you're rejecting a very rare gift. You see right. what I mean? It doesn't even necessarily mean that they need to go and be a full-time professional painter or whatever, but for people to have talents and not do anything, not do anything with them. I always find that quite sad because it's a tragedy, to,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, well talent talent is rare. <clears throat> talent is rare. Like there aren't that many people who are amazing at playing guitar. There that's are not true. that many people who are amazing uh, um, playing basketball, or you know, so I think if if you've got one of these gifts, then, yeah, I, th- I think you know it's it's something that you can offer to the world and to other people. So with my music, I view it like, okay, this is something that I have which is special, and yeah, it's something I enjoy doing, but I can also offer something to the world. I'm I have an ability to phrase words through music and even just speech in a way that other people cannot. Right, I can formulate sentences, rhymes, rhythms, lyrics, in a way that it comes across to people, whether they're just sitting in their car or they're listening in the gym or they're listening at home. It's a good gym music, like, man. Oh, thank you, man. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and they can be like, oh, you know, oh, uh, that that song motivated me, or it made me, oh, it made me think about this, or it made me think about that, or whatever. And to me, I'm like, yes, awesome. That's the point, <laughs> you know. Like that's that's the point. I'm telling you my story and my aspirations and whatever. And I'm also communicating a message, you know, music is powerful. You know, you can communicate a message in a very specific way. It's one thing for me to be be able to say, yeah, you should uh, go after your dreams and push yourself. But you know what? If I make a whole song about that and it's in the chorus and it's in the lyrics and also, you know, there might just be a certain line that somebody hears and they're like, ah, that, that line, you know, like that line, it just hit me. And then that makes, that makes them Behave in a certain way, or makes them go out in the world and do something different, or or even inspires them to make their own music or do whatever it is. I mean, there's people who have come up to me, even if they're not artists, who have said something like, "You know what? Just seeing you go after your dream in the way you have, it's inspired me to go after this this thing that I want to do. Like it, not even not even creative, just just something else. It could be starting a business. It could be." making a podcast it could be making a youtube channel just just something right a lot of people just have that that roadblock right? right fear holds a lot of people back they're worried about they're worried about failure they're worried about judgment by other people there's things they want to do maybe they want to write a book but they won't write the book because they don't know if it'll be successful or they don't know if people will like it and it's like no man you can if you want to write a book you can write a book I mean, I, I started writing my first book yesterday and I'm already halfway through it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. You're, you're writing a fitness book now.
2: Yeah, I'm writing a fitness book. For, for other brave
0: writing, women who might want to. <laughs> women,
2: women, women, men, everyone. It's yeah. a gender neutral <laughs> book, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, that was me. I was like, beyond, you know, after music, my biggest passion is fitness. Right. I've been going to the gym for 16 years, I've built up. A lot of strength and a physique that other people like. You know, I guess it's a good physique because other people ask, oh, "How can I look like you?" So and, I, and you know, and I've gained all this knowledge, and it's not um, and it's something that came from pure hard work. That's one thing I love about the gym is that it's such a good analogy for life, right? You yeah. can't in the gym; it's one hundred percent up to you. Yeah, it's one hundred. Like, I can't, I can't control the food you eat. I can't control the weight you lift. Like, only you can lift those weights. Only you can control your diet. Only you can take yourself to the gym all this time over these months, over these years. So I feel like if someone can succeed in that field and improve themselves in a way, it also improves them mentally. Yeah. I think one thing a lot of people miss when it comes to exercise and even nutrition is that they think it's purely physical. And I'm like, no, it's not It's not purely physical. Like it'll it's, change. A it's a
0: lifestyle.
2: Yeah, but it'll change your mind. It'll yeah. change the way you think. It'll change the way you perceive yourself it'll change what you know that you're capable of
0: doing. It's the right? one thing well, that that has a positive effect on everything else oh, in life. On yeah. e-
2: on everything. Literally on everything. So I think too many people people think it's a shallow activity, but I'm like, no, this is one of the deepest things. This is one of the deepest things you can do. You, they have this stereotype of um especially when it comes to men, you know, guys who are like muscular or buff that they're like unintelligent or they're stupid or something. And yeah. I'm just like, no, like I don't know where this uh stereotype comes from because in my personal experience even I'm like I've noticed quite the opposite like most guys I know who have got like really impressive physiques they're very on the ball and intellectual and smart in other ways and very disciplined because you have to be right you're not going to get you're not going to get an amazing body or be able to deadlift over 500 pounds or bench press like you know 300 pounds or whatever you're not going to be able to do that without putting in some serious work and having some discipline. That's the only way. And nobody, nobody can do it for you. There's other things, right? Somebody could have a lot of money and someone can be like, oh well, you know, maybe they got it from their parents, or maybe they, you know, they got lucky. You, you know what I mean? Like there's other things that are involved. But with the gym, it's like, no, that's just
0: yeah. that's just you. There's like, no shortcuts there. No. No. Well, yeah. no.
2: oh, you know, people can people can take well, drugs or whatever. Yeah. But still, it's like, no, that's that's just on you. You know what I mean? So I love that. Cause I think if you can, if you can apply that same mentality to any other field, then I think that, you know, people can be, people can be successful. And also it's, again, it comes back to what we were saying earlier, just about self-improvement, you know, about being the best version of yourself. And then if you're the best version of yourself, you can offer more to the world. You can be of better service to other people. So that's, literally my North star in life, I'm constantly thinking, mentally, physically, spiritually, intellectually, I want to be getting better every single day, you know, I'd like to, by the time I'm 50 years old, by the time I'm, you know, I want to just be like a, have like so much knowledge and experience and, you know, just so much that I can offer the world, you know what I mean? Um, so I want to write books, I want to do public speaking, I want to make music, everything that i possibly have to offer i want to put it out there
0: that's cool man that's yeah. uh and again that's a general message that i hear in your music it's just yeah good positive stuff yeah if you want to achieve something work hard for it but you got to, got to do it yourself that's the yeah that's a caveat yeah i think that's yeah. a great message to send into the world thank you yeah well and we we saw recently that uh big things can sometimes happen out of nowhere uh
2: (laughs) one of my uh one of my friends though made a really good point though he was like yeah it was a nine second video but it took you 15 years to make that
0: yeah Uh, that kind of goes back to the i think it was like the (laughs) was was it michael jordan who said something like yeah i only score 100 times because i missed a million times or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. because he was like well
2: most people couldn't have made that video because most people cannot lift that weight. That yeah. you did. So, <laughs> that's true. So yeah, that's what he meant. So he's like, no, all those years of training are why you were even able to make that video. Like, had you not spent those ten years in the gym, you wouldn't have been able to lift that weight.
0: So I was
2: like, okay, that's I was like, that's an interesting way of looking at it.
0: Because right, that's true. Yeah. So do you go to the gym every single day, or uh...
2: Uh, no? It's not necessary. I go like ideally five times a week. Okay. Normally take about 2 days off. But um yeah, I don't spend that much time in the gym. Like people really overestimate how much how much time it takes. You don't need to spend more. You could spend realistically 4 hours a week in the gym and that's plenty. Like you don't really need more than unless you're trying to be like a, you know, a pro athlete or something. 4 hours is plenty.
0: Yeah, if you're really efficient, that is. And if yeah. your diet is good.
2: Exactly, exactly. The reason a lot of people are most of the time, people who spend way longer, it's because they're not like they're not doing stuff properly. Like, I spend less time in the gym, but get better results than a lot of people who are in there for twice as long. Because they're if you're standing around, if you're walking around on your mobile phone or you're like just talking to people or whatever, then you know, you're not training. I'm talking about getting in there one hour, like hit it hard, bang, get out of there, and then yeah, that's it, man. And It's a great way to start the day. Oh, you you do it in the morning. Yeah, first thing I wake up and I go to the gym.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so what does your day look like? Because you you are your own um, yeah your own boss. You don't have to show up uh, at any office except your you know your own office.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing that day. So at the moment I'm um, I'm kind of working from home for the most part at the moment. I have times when I'm like just. You know, I'm not even in the city I live in. I'm out traveling and promoting my music and running. I do pop-up shops, so I, I run pop-up shops in different shopping malls around the country. So I'll go in there for like a week or two weeks, and I'll be there every day promoting, selling my music, my merchandise, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, all that stuff. And I'll just be plugging away doing that, talking to people all day, signing autographs, selling stuff, taking photos. So I'll be doing that the whole time. Then of course I've got times when I'll be doing gigs. So I'll be again traveling or performing or whatever. So it kind of depends on what I'm doing. At the moment, I'm I'm quite focused on building some of my online channels. So I'm working on obviously I'm working on the book now. I'm doing the podcasts, which is coming out like twice a week. So that's taking a lot of time. I'm working out how best to monetize some of my online avenues. So yeah, I'm am wor- working on a on a whole bunch of stuff right now, so there's no not really such a thing as a typical day. But I te- I normally wake up around um, I normally wake up around
0: six thirty. I'm a pretty early riser. Um, yeah, I saw this so, on your emails, man. I, I sent most emails at like two at night, and you responded to it at like six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so I, I wake up early. I'm I'm an early bird. Um, so I wake up. Sometimes I literally wake up and go bang straight to the gym. That's like my ideal thing sometimes i'll do like an hour or two of work and then go to the gym you eat breakfast
0: at all or uh... i eat breakfast at like 11am so you're doing the intermittent fasting thing or
2: yeah i've, I've been intermittent fasting for about 10 years straight okay. that's just I, I don't even think about it that's like just how i eat okay yeah, so it's
0: not it's... so you eat between 11 and 5 then or 6 or uh, 11 and 6 11 and
2: 7 10 and 6 like i'm not I'm nowhere near as strict with um this is this is something that uh will become very clear when my book comes out, is that I'm nowhere near as strict with my my diet as people may think. <laughs> I like I, I just follow certain rules and that's what I recommend to other people too. Just have certain there are certain things that are important and things that aren't important. And a lot of times people get sucked into the nitty-gritty of all the stuff that's rather inconsequen- inconsequential. Um, rather than focusing on what's going to give them 95% of their results. And I just focus on that 95%, both in my nutrition and in my training, I just get in there and I do it like in the gym. I don't even, I don't do that many different exercises. Like I barely use any machines. I do like on any given day, I'll probably do across, across a whole week during the whole week. I probably will do maybe like 12 different exercises. I I don't go to the gym and and that's like during the whole week. Like some people will do 12 different exercises in one session, right? I don't do that many different exercises. I just do them. I just pick the hardest. I just do the hard ones and (laughs) that'll give me 95% of the results. Like I don't need to do 100 different exercises for my biceps. Like it's not necessary. I get in there. I do bench press. I do squat. I do deadlifts. I do overhead presses. I do pull-ups. I do rows. Um, I do like yeah, bicep curls, some tricep exercises. Basically all the
0: classic stuff.
2: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. man, because that's that's what works. Yeah. That's what works. Again, people like to overcomplicate things. They want to stand one-legged on like a BOSU ball and do (laughs) some weird. One of those
0: vibrating things. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: There's all these there's all these weird contraptions and gadgets and machines. I'm like, look, just give me a bar with some weights and I'll just I'll lift it a lot and I'll get better results than. 99% ninety nine percent of you guys using all these weird machines and stuff because you don't you don't need all that. like I, I look to the old school. Yeah. I mean I look look at the old school bodybuilders. I mean, they literally would just sometimes they didn't even have like squat racks and you know the racks and stuff. so they'd always have to clean the weight off of the floor. So they'd do squats, but they'd start by literally picking the weight off the ground, putting it on their back, and then doing it like that. Because you know they didn't have the squat racks, just lots of overhead pressing and deadlifting and all that. And it's like, look, that's gonna work your body better than doing bicep, than doing dumbbell curls or tricep kickbacks. So I try to focus like ninety percent of my workout on the on the main stuff. And then if I want to do okay, a little bit of you know, a couple of bicep curls just to make sure <laughs> make sure I stay balanced, then then that's cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what would you say uh, do most people get wrong about their diet about their diet yeah um, like the one thing that that most people uh, you would you say get wrong
2: not understanding calories
0: properly okay
2: not knowing not knowing how many calories they burn and not knowing how many calories they eat I mean that's that should be the first. Question. Because again, that's very
0: basic, but it makes a lot of sense. you know. But
2: that's the first it's, thing yeah. someone should know. Like someone, Someone's yeah. telling me, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to do this diet, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. I'm like, okay, how many calories do you eat per day?
0: Yeah, start at the beginning. And,
2: and, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they can't answer the question. I'm like, well, this is a problem. This is like trying to, if I want to drive from uh, London to Manchester and I don't have a map telling me where Manchester is or something, then it's like, well, you're not... Gonna, you're not going to get there. You need to know. You need to know these. Like those. Are the, those are the two most important things. How many calories do you eat every day, and how many calories do you burn every day? If you're trying to lose or gain weight, that's literally ninety nine percent of the of the of the equation. So you need to know those things. So people, yeah, just not understanding the basics, and again, they get caught up in the details. So that that person might be able to tell you, like, okay. I eat this many meals or I eat at this time or I eat this many grams of fat or I eat this many carbs and they can tell you all that, but they can't tell you how many calories they eat. And I'm like, well, work that out first. Find out how many calories you need every day. And this is stuff I break down in the book. Find out how many calories you need. Find out how many calories you currently eat. And then depending on your goal, you want to work towards that. It's just a very simple. Yeah, it's, 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 kinda, it's just maths. If, you, if I eat 3,000 calories a day and that maintains my weight and I want to lose weight, then I can just knock off 10%, bring it down to 2,700. And if I eat 2,700 calories per day, then I will lose weight. And as long as I keep my protein high and I keep my training intensity high, then most of that weight will be fat, not muscle. So
0: that's all it is primarily. Hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I, 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 I go yeah. into this. I go into this properly in the book, so I'm, I'm enjoying writing it. Yeah, where can people uh, find
0: this book, by the way? So
2: at the moment, it's, um, it's. I've just put the pre order up on Gumroad. I the the uh, super early bird ones sold out yesterday in like three hours. Nice. I did I did twenty copies at a discounted price, and those just went really, really quickly. And that was just on Twitter. I didn't even promote it outside that. So um at the moment it's I don't know when people will listen to this, but as I record this, it's now twenty-seven dollars. It's available on Gumroad. I think if you could go to Gumroad.com forward slash Zuby Music, you can get it from there. The link is in my my Twitter though. Like it's uh yeah, it's not I don't have like a formal link yet, but I'll I think put it's a link to your website in the
0: in the show notes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's
2: gumroad.com slash Zuby music. I haven't really started like promoting it like properly yet because I'm still, like I said, I'm still in the phase of writing. But um, I figured, it. you know, if people want to get it early at a discount, then I can put the pre-order up. And it seems like that's been a good idea so far.
0: Gumroad, what, what's that? Because most people would put it on Amazon or... Uh... Okay, oh,
2: gumroad.com is just, um, it's like a simple digital e-commerce okay. platform. So if you make music or audio or e-books or something people can download, it's um, a way that they can... You can you can upload stuff on there, and it's uh, just a very simple, straightforward e-commerce platform. So when the final book is done, I'm sure I'll get it out probably on some wider channels, and eventually probably make a print version of it. But um, I'm just doing I'm doing this step by step. I'm doing it step by step. But what I what it, I want it to be is just a very straightforward, concise, simple, no no BS, no nonsense, no fluff. This is how it works. <laughs> if you want to gain weight, if you want to lose weight, if you want to build muscle, if you want to burn fat, if you want to maintain your weight and you want to just be healthy and eat better and train better, this is what you need to do. And it's a, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. I'm not trying to create some fancy, complicated thing because I think there's too much misinformation out there. And it's almost like taking a step back and okay, moving away from all that and just being like, okay, forget everything you think you know. Just these are the basics. This is what you need to know, and the rest is just details. If you want to get bogged down in the details because you're curious, you're welcome to. But you're not going to find all that in the book. I'm just going to tell you what I think you genuinely need to know. Cool. So you're doing a lot of different things, man. At the same I'm time, I'm <laughs> doing too many things, dude. I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally doing too many things. Like, um, but uh, I'll survive.
0: <laughs> do you do you have uh, have your own way of managing it? Like, do you use to-do lists <laughs> or doing using the GTD methodology? Or
2: no, that's a good. Um, I just use a. I just use a basic like diary, man. I just have oh. a day to day. Just okay, Monday, I need to do this. Tuesday, I need to do that. Um, just very simple. I don't even use like calendars on my phone or email or anything like that i just i just write it all down old school style because that works best for me all
0: right one thing i was curious about when you started being your own boss like how, how did that go because i'm sure a lot of people dream about that and uh, it's something i really hope to achieve one day as well right now mm-hmm. i have a good job but the dream is just to make money in my own way completely and uh, yeah you know I'm, I'm doing this podcast as well and I'm, i have my photography and at my website, I'm writing a bunch of stuff. I put a put an app out a while back, and you know, just chipping away at a bunch of different things, trying to make things happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, what was the moment for you where you kind of realized or where you had an opportunity to say, "All right, this is it. I'm gonna here we go."
2: Well, it was a decision that I made pretty early, to be honest with you. Um, so. at early 2011, I'd already decided like, okay, I'm going to, by the end of 2011, I'm going to be, I'm going to go do my music full time. And I I made that decision and I kind of made a promise to myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And because I I was already making music by this stage, I already had two albums and one EP out. I already had a little bit of a fan base. So I knew that I, I I wasn't starting from completely nothing, you know, just diving into there like crazy. But um, yeah, I just I just went and did it, man. Um, I don't know. Is there, is there like a? It might it might be easier to answer like a more specific question,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Well, let's. Uh, hmm, let me think about that. So, you at the time you were working at a, as a management consultant, right? Mm-hmm. And you you had your second album out. Yeah, and you were like. Uh, All right, I'm gonna just quit my job now and gonna do this full time and yeah, some money saved up or uh,
2: yeah, I had a little bit of money saved up because I wanted to buy um to buy a van which I which I did the Zuby Tank it's a big purple (laughs) big purple van with my name on it um but um yeah I basically in terms of the thought process I just um like I was saying I'm very honest with myself and I was looking at you know I was a young guy in the company I was like you know my still my early early to mid 20s at this point and then um i was just thinking about the future and being like okay do i want to be doing this in 10 15 or, or 20 years and i was like no i don't so and then i was like okay well what else do i want to do and i already had the answer i mean from from the time i left university i knew that i wanted to do music i knew i wanted to do i knew, I knew that's what i wanted to do as my career um, and I was piecing together how I could do it and I'm, I'm still piecing together how to do it, man. I'm just <laughs> like, it's an, it's an ongoing, uh, it's an ongoing thing because one of the biggest challenges for me has been, and the music world as a whole has just been how much stuff has changed. I mean, you got to remember, I started rapping in like 2005, 2006. People were and still buying ev- CDs. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody was buying, you know, some people still buy CDs, but everybody was buying CDs. There was no streaming. There was barely any social media. Um, you know, it was just like MySpace and Bebo and and then, um, you know, YouTube was just beginning. iTunes was just beginning. So people were just getting into the downloading. Streaming didn't mean anything to anybody. There was no Spotify. There was no Deezer, none of that. So in a relatively short time, I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago, the whole landscape has changed in the way you can make money and the way artists make money and all that has changed. And it's actually been to to my detriment personally, because I'm very good at selling physical products. You know, I I'm good at selling CDs. I'm good at selling physical stuff. So I'm trying to right now, even in terms of some of the other things I'm doing, like the podcast and the book and some other things I'm working on, that's me looking to diversify, you know, not just my revenue streams, but also just, I'm just kind of seeing where the world is going. Essentially, you know, social media is already a dominant is already a dominant force and it's become going to become a more and more dominant force. So I think it's really important to make sure you own some uh, own some land in that (laughs) landscape and have a good personal brand and have people who know who you are, have a following, have followings on different platforms, have an email list, be on Instagram, be on Twitter, be on all these different things. So people know who you are and you can reach your audience. And then. Just in terms of the, the way the media is changing, the way people consume content, the way people get information, whether that's news, music, um, whatever, you know, podcasting, like that's a pretty, pretty new thing, right? Like somebody like Joe Rogan, I mean, more people listen to his show than watch
0: the news channels. Oh, yeah, way more. You, you, you,
2: yeah yeah, exactly. but He's that, getting like it, a
0: billion downloads a year or something. It, yeah, yeah,
2: but this this is this is a new world, yeah. you know what I mean? this is the direction things are going in. So I think, especially anybody who wants to be any kind of like public figure or anybody who's creative, I think it's I think people people know that it's important, but I don't think people get just how quite, how big it is and how much bigger it's going to get. I mean, they're predicting that within about twelve years, of the entire world's population is going to be online. Right. Right. So now there's four billion there are four billion internet users worldwide right now out of seven point seven billion people. It's predicted that in I think the year twenty thirty, I think the world's population is predicted to be around eight, eight and a half billion by then. And they predict that ninety percent of them are going to be online. So we've already had this sort of wave of internet and social media adoption in the western world but people need to remember that you know lots of the countries in Africa lots of the countries in Asia some of the countries in South America they're not really online yet yet like like we are no so so they're going to go through this whole revolution it's this whole the same thing this whole thing's going to happen again with another several billion people but yeah so then
0: yeah, but then then the other countries have their own social networks because I think um, in Asia you got uh, I think it's Kaka Tao or something or yeah yeah they've got a few and to, yeah. one called QQ
2: um, yeah so yeah they've they've are they've you got on some well, of their <laughs> I'm actually not no I think it's all Chinese language oh right so, <laughs> yeah I don't think I can oh, you can, you, that can
0: one. you can have another project man learn Chinese um,
2: like, <laughs> yeah let, um, let me let me not take on any more projects <laughs> for now but um. Yeah, I've already done my language learning projects over the over the last couple of years, so I should be learning. I should be doing more language learning right now. But I'm trying. i um, I think that would be one thing too many for me. But yeah, man. So yeah, so there's there's yeah. I just think the whole the whole world is going to change, and it's changing already. It's changed already, but it's, it's gonna that's gonna accelerate. So platforms right. like podcasting, YouTube instagram twitter like all they're gonna get bigger and you're gonna get new ones as well there's gonna be new ones that are gonna pop up and i think the spoils are gonna go to the people who the people individuals businesses companies who can use these things properly right and be good at them so to me social media is yeah it's something it's fun it's something i enjoy sometimes it's a bit of an irritation like i'd rather (laughs) sometimes i feel like i'd rather not not be using it but um it's not all in vain and it's not all for just kind of like me wanting to like waste time or anything like that. It's like, no, I'm, I'm building this thing f- for a reason. The probably right? is just or, that it's extremely easy to
0: waste a lot of time on there. It's, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, there's, there's no question, but I look at it like using the tools and not letting the tools use you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good
2: way you of can, looking at it. Absolutely. So if I'm feeling like, okay, like, Twitter is just using me, right? Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just getting sucked into this thing, and I'm not getting anything out of it. Then I'm like, okay, that's not good. But I mean, yesterday, like I just said, I mean, I sold I sold twenty twenty copies. I sold twenty pre-orders of my new ebook in three hours, just on Twitter.
0: And it's not even written yet, completely. And no, that's that's pretty I, amazing if you think about e- it. Ex- yeah?
2: e- exactly, and yeah. that's because I've built up. People trust me. People know that I know my stuff on certain topics. People like me. No, not everybody likes me, but you know, I've got thousands of people who like me, who respect yeah. me, who want to support me. So if I'm gonna and again, that's that's taken years, right? That wasn't something I just did. I, I just clicked a button, I just jumped out there and I was like, yo, buy my stuff. It's like, no, like I've been cultivating these relationships for a long time. I'm making something that I know is genuinely gonna help people. I'm trying to bring some value to people's lives, I'm trying to help them to improve their own lives by taking control of their training, their exercise, their nutrition, their mindset, all that stuff. And so I'm not going to be afraid. So I'm just like I'm not afraid to sell my music because I know that it's good and I know that it makes people happy and brings people value. Any other knowledge, I'm I'm the same with that, right? It's it's ethical for me to sell this, right? If If, if someone is struggling with their weight and I can genuinely help them, I should offer to help them.
0: Yeah. Right. Like,
2: you know, I should offer to help them. It's not like I'm trying to sell some crappy product that's just, you know, it's not gonna help anybody, but I'm just trying to get rich or make money or whatever. It's like no. I mean maybe some people can get away with that for a short time. Yeah. But I think that's a very short term perspective on anything. And that's never been that's never been my way. Of doing things you know yeah. and i think that's that's
0: also a pretty unique thing and cool thing what you do in your music you're you're saying like yeah you know i'm doing all right but i'm not i'm not a millionaire i'm not super rich or something that's yeah. that's the opposite of what a lot of <laughs> rap music is like you're not it's like yeah my Bentleys or whatever it's uh yeah. but it's uh, i like that man it's yeah, very cool
2: I, I mean i'm not at that stage yet but i would like to think that even if i had all that stuff that still wouldn't be my message
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, because I don't know I, but I, I, I think, don't think so. your original fans uh, wouldn't wouldn't like that then, anyway. So it's true.
2: There's a lot of other stuff to talk about.
0: For sure, man. Well, it seems like uh, yeah, you're doing everything um uh, from from the Zuby perspective, you know? It's uh <laughs> yeah. you're making your own music, you're writing your own books. You're and you're your own boss, like you're not a part of a label, right? Because one of no. your albums got launched off Kickstarter, I saw.
2: Yeah, that's right. Two of them. Two. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually the highest funded rapper in the UK on Kickstarter.
0: Wow. Yeah. And how did it? Was it your original fans who who jumped on that right away, or did you do some kind of uh, special promotion for that as well, or was it just the just organic uh, wave 90, that you were riding? Again,
2: ninety uh, percent personal relationships, both online and offline. Um, you know, I truly believe that if you. If you provide value to people, they will support you. You know, I mean, that's, that's generally what the, our whole system of capitalism is based on, right? right. You know, a lot, a lot of times people want to complain about somebody earning a lot of money or say, oh, this person's got too much money or that. And I'm like, find me someone who is self-made with a lot of money who did not help a lot of people and offer a lot of value to the world. Like, it's very difficult to do that. That's true. I'm not right. Assuming they made their money legally, right? Someone yeah. would go like, look, look, look at the richest people in the world. Okay, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, um, who's the guy who owns Alibaba. Like, how many millions or billions of people has Microsoft added value to?
0: Yeah, many. You know, how many? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like right, right now, right now, I'm, I'm using literally, it literally,
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Right, Sony. We're both wearing Sony headphones, That's right? True. Yeah, yeah. So same headphones. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, Sony. So whoever owns Sony or whoever made it, like, yeah, they deserve to be really rich because they've made millions of people's lives better with their products, right? If you if you own Apple, if you and you know, in even smaller companies, right? People are complaining about this. I'm like, well, what about the person you work for, right? I'm sure the person who owns the company you work for is very, very wealthy. But that's because they're providing value. They're also providing jobs. They're providing products. So, again, I just like and, and yeah. So, so I'm I'm getting off the yeah, track. Yeah, just here. I'm, believe I'm, in
0: the I'm, system. In yeah, other I'm, words, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm like I'm like pro yeah. capitalism. Yeah. But um, but no, really. But I think um, you know, people if you're if if people can see that you're authentic, you're genuinely trying to help people and add value in certain ways. Again, again, you tr- you treat people nicely. You're you're polite. You're you show gratitude, which is these are all things I always do. To this day, I still try to. Graduate it's getting is hard, a big one, man. Dude, it's, it's getting it's, harder to respond to yeah. every single comment that I and DM that I get. I mean, I've got almost a hundred thousand. I've got like a hundred thousand followers now across the social media network. So on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, like I'm getting messages every day, and I try to respond to every single, every single thing. Like, I was assuming it's like positive
0: right Right.
2: if if someone is just trying to you know rile me up then occasionally I'll still respond but um you know generally I you know I try to respond to everyone I try to let people know that I care if someone is like yo I just listened to your album and I liked it I'm not going to see that and ignore it I'm going to see and I'll respond I'll say oh thanks man you know what was your favorite song or I'm glad you enjoy my music you know even if it's something short just to let people know like yo I appreciate it if you comment on my
0: YouTube video I'll respond I'll say yeah thanks for checking it out and it's very simple. And people Black, love that too, you know. Like they yeah. feel like you actually read what they said. People, yeah. people that makes people really happy.
2: It does. People yeah. people value it. And I, I think um it's also I mean, one, it's just humility and two, it's politeness, I think. To me. To me, yeah. I feel like I, I genuinely don't I feel impolite if someone someone sends me a message and I, I just Ignore it, you know. someone asks me a question, or someone gives me a compliment, or something, and I see it, and I just ignore it, you know, like to me, maybe, you know, it feels, it just feels impolite. Um, you know, maybe I'll get to a stage one day where it's just physically impossible, right? If I had a million followers, it would just not be possible. But as long as I can do it, I will, because you can do something that takes it might take ten seconds of my time, but that might make that person, you know, that might make their day yeah I've had people I've had people message me especially on um especially like on Instagram because you know I've got like um I've got you know a lot of te- fans who are like you know teenagers or you know early 20s and stuff you know sometimes they'll send me a message and I'll reply and they're like, oh my god he replied you know like, like they can't <laughs> like you know they can't believe like because they don't expect it they think you know they're like because they know like all lots of these other rappers or you know other people they may look up to. And yeah, some of them are, you know, just have bigger audiences than me. But they know that if they send them a message, they're not they're not going to reply. Yeah. So they kind of think also if they send me a message, I won't reply. But if someone says it and they're like, "Yeah, man, I bought I bought your album. I enjoyed like this song, this song, this song." Like they send, especially if they send me like some quite long thing, I'm going to reply. And then yeah, that can make that person's day. And then, you know, and then yeah, I mean that's how you this, at the end of the day, you're, you're, people get caught up in numbers, especially in the social media world. But at the end of the day, these are individual people. You know, that's these true. are individual people. So it's easy to be like, yeah, I've got, I've got 43,000 followers on Twitter, but that's 43,000 individual yeah. human beings, right? That's
0: a small, it's know? a small city. It's, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, these are, these are individual people. So it's like, you don't just look at the numbers. You're like, no, there's someone behind, behind that message, behind that comment, behind that tweet. And I think a lot of the reason the discourse is messed up is because people forget this. So people will be people will write really negative or hateful things that they you know they wouldn't say in real life. True. Okay? If you're if you're talking to someone in real life, you're not gonna talk the same way you will on Twitter. No well, a lot of people I I, I probably will because I'm kind of the same. <laughs> but
0: but well, you don't uh, <laughs> strike me as a guy who would just talk random shit to someone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like I uh, I'm I'm kinda just me. But um you know, I, I never come at anybody with hostility. If someone comes yeah. at me with hostility, then I try to I try to normally take the higher ground. Um, I'm not I'm not perfect. Sometimes I'll uh, yeah, what but- I'll normally do though is I, I have a sense of humor though. So normally If someone writes something that's really stupid to me, I'll normally just like retweet it and just be like, make a joke
0: about it. Exactly. But that (laughs) always makes me laugh too, man. When 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 I watch on, I I like to watch old uh, boxing videos, and uh, sometimes you see like uh, like the best knockouts from Mike Tyson, and someone's writing like, "Yeah, Mike Tyson wasn't so wasn't so bad. He and this fight, he got his ass kicked. He's kind of a pussy." And it's like, well, I'm not so sure if you would say that if you if you were standing in front of him, you know, it's.
2: yeah. yeah, I've actually, I actually had that happen. Um, this was very early in my career, but um, very early in my career, I remember, like, uh, it was when I was still a teenager. But I, there was somebody online who was just, uh, who was, who was also based in Oxford, not not at my university, but in the city. Yeah, and they were just like online talking crap about me, like just talking, like really bad mouthing me. And this is somebody I don't know. This is somebody I've never met, and they were just saying like they were almost like slandering me. They were saying, "Yeah, Zuby's this, he's that," just saying all this negative stuff about me. And then um, it's
0: such a weird thing to do, too. If, yeah, uh, but then anyway.
2: I, I saw this person in real life like two days later, <laughs> right? And and I I, I, I and I because I um because this was like a he was a DJ, you know, so he was someone who was also in the music scene. So I was like, okay, like so I kn- I knew. It wasn't just like a username. It was like, okay, I know who. I don't know him personally, but I know who this person is. So there was like an event a couple of days later, and I was there, and I saw him. And like when he saw me, he he was like, like you could the see like, there in headlights. Like, oh. Like, yeah. yeah he was like, oh, oh crap! <laughs> right. But I just went up to it. I was like, yo, like you're, uh, you know, you're so and so, right? And he was like, oh yeah, Zuby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to meet you, man. Yeah, good to meet you. In <laughs> I was like I was like yo like what was up with all that stuff you were saying online and he was like oh you know like I was just you know I didn't mean it I was just joking you know what I mean but it it was very funny to me cuz that was quite a cuz that was the first time like, like I'm used to people saying wild stuff about me online now cuz I can't even keep up with it but um at the time it was very new to me do you know what I mean like I hadn't been making music for a long time or something so I was like I was like why would someone who I've never met, who I've never interacted with. Why would they go online and start saying bad stuff about me and my personality and stuff like this? Like, why would someone do that? So that was kind of the first time I'd experienced, you know, I'd kinda of, I'd kinda of experienced that. But then I'd also seen how different it is in real life. Cause it's like, oh, suddenly like he was all friendly with me and wanted to buy me a drink and stuff, you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna, you know, I didn't I'm not here to like fight you or something. You know what I mean? Like I, that was not my thing. I'm just like, well. Can you not? You know, can, you, can you can you not like say bad things about me online? Like I've never, I don't know you. <laughs> like so, um, but yeah. So I think that's what it is. You know, people get um, people are a lot more polite when they're in punching distance. That's yeah. That's that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, this is not this is not me uh, condoning violence, but it, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's, true. <laughs> like,
0: it's very true.
2: I said that guy with Mike Tyson. You know,
0: like yeah. You know, well, man, like I said, you're a very interesting guy, man. I really like what you're doing, I'm, I, I, um, and I'm when when I see um, someone like you who's obviously been been working at his career for a long time, and now that good stuff uh, is happening, it's always I really like seeing that. I think that's very cool, and um, yeah, good for you, man. Uh, thank
2: you very much, bro. I I genuinely appreciate that.
0: All right, so um, you want to talk about something else? You want to wrap it up? Like uh, we've been going for an yeah, hour. Yes. This
2: is your show, bro. This is yeah, your cool. show.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see. I wanted to uh, got, I I can probably do um
2: I've got probably uh like fifteen minutes max I can do.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, because your previous podcast they usually went for an hour or so. Yeah. So um Hey, another thing, you you're besides the whole fitness thing, you are also into like super clean living. Like you never had a beer, you never never did any any smoking or whatever. Just
2: completely I've I've never smoked or taken any drugs. Um, I have drunk before. I haven't drunk now for like 12, 13 years. Wow. Um, But um, yeah, I've never – even when I drank, I wasn't like a big drinker. Um, But when I was uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I drank a little bit. But um, no, I've never been a – I mean, keep in mind, I grew up in Saudi Arabia where alcohol is illegal.
0: All right. so That helps. Yeah,
2: yeah, and – it's just a personal choice it's not like um it's not like a a religious thing it's just um i like to i like to be sober i like to know what's going on i like to be in control i like to be able to control myself and be aware of what's going on around me i don't like the idea of you know like you know of course i live in the uk and you can go to any town or city in the uk on the weekend or even during the week and you know see drunk people just acting crazy And yeah. doing crazy stuff. And I'm like, I mean, from a young age, I was like, Man, firstly, I why are people doing that? But two, like, I don't I wouldn't want to be in that position of not knowing, you know, like you'll be walking down the street and you'll see someone who's, you know, like lying on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? They, they've they've drank so much that they're they're lying on the road and you're just like, oh, let me not be that person. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that kind of scares me like' to, to, like you're thinking this person is so out of control that they can't do this thing or when you get people who I don't know they get drunk or they do drugs and they do something they do something stupid they go and they 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 cheat on their girlfriend or they 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 um they get in a fight and they end up in prison you know or they just you know they go out and they they go and drive their car and they crash right they just right. do something and it's it's not uncommon right people no. do all these stupid things and it's like oh well i was drunk or i was it's like well that's not you chose to get drunk yeah so if you know that you behave like an idiot when you're drunk you probably you probably just shouldn't drink or you should right. you should watch you should watch how much you drink like you can't do it and then use that as an excuse like as you've probably established i'm just huge on personal responsibility and i don't know why i would want to poison my own body or take anything that is going to debilitate me or reduce my performance or my ability to think and reason and stuff like that. I just don't really, I don't like that idea and I don't like that idea of potentially being reliant on an external substance. Right. Okay. So even, even cigarettes, like I find it weird when it's very common for someone to be addicted to cigarettes, but I don't like the whole idea of me needing to, to inhale consume, smoke, <laughs> to, yeah. Me, me, I, I I need to consume a substance to be able to function
0: normally. Right. Well, that's a, that's a good way. Of like, looking at it. I was just, yeah, I was like, just curious about that because uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting personal philosophy that you don't see a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. to,
2: you know. And I'm also just very um, you know, I think a lot of people use drinking and drugs as a, honestly, as like a crutch, you know, to,
0: yeah, sure, to, to
2: get to get over certain to get over certain things or to. Maybe they don't feel confident if they don't drink, or they don't feel like they have social anxiety or whatever. So I think people use these things as a crutch, or, or you know, they're just not happy with their lives, and so they'd rather just, <laughs> if you're completely wasted, then everything feels okay or whatever. Yeah, you forget but, uh, the world for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm, a, I'm generally a happy person. I'm content with my life, so I don't need anything beyond that to make me like feel good or to make me be happy. I'm just like. Funnily enough, I've had times when I'm out and people think I'm drunk just because I'm so
0: like extroverted and yeah.
2: confident and happy. And someone was like, Man, this guy I'm like, no, I'm not drunk, I'm just I'm just happy. Yeah,
0: and one like, of my friends is like that too, man. Like when he <laughs> when he's in a good mood, he he um he just gets very energetic and very extroverted. And we've been the uh, night um, going to a bar because they thought he was on pills, you know. It's <laughs> like no, you know, we just got started, we're just he's just having a good time. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're on drugs, you're not coming into the kitchen.
2: That's very, funny. Yeah. that's very
0: funny. That's very funny. That's that's a good place to be. But I guess you you get a lot of that positive energy from you know, because you're doing what you want to do and you're doing good and you're you're being successful at it. Trying I think because own. it took such a long time, that's probably the reason why it feels so good now, because you know what it's what it took to get there. Like how, how many how many CDs did you put out before things really started happening?
2: Man, I don't feel that things have really started happening yet
0: right oh, yeah. okay, okay. Well, <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't even remotely feel like things have started happening yet this is the thing um it's a very uh you know there's a kind of the internal and the external so on an external level you know a lot of people like look at what I'm doing and what I do and they're like wow you know this is but I'm like man I've done one percent of what I'm capable of right I've done one percent of what I'm capable of and that's that's the truth that's the truth like I'm proud of what I've achieved I'm happy with what I've achieved so far but I'm still like, no, I'm not even still very hungry. Oh gosh. Very extremely man. Like, you know, there's, I don't limit myself. I don't place any false limits on myself. Right. If I want to like, if, if in in 20 years time, I want to have written, written 10 books, released 20 albums, (laughs) right. Toured 50 different countries done. Like, I don't know, 200 speeches, like, had five, had seven children.
0: Hell um, yeah. So like,
2: <laughs> right. Like, like all from one woman, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I don't put, I don't place limits. I don't place any artificial limits on my potential. You know, I'm going to aim high, do everything I can. I'm going to work as hard as I feasibly can with the gifts that I've been given. And we will see where we will see where stuff lands. Right. Cool. There's no point in saying, "Okay, I just want to." If I have the possibility to, you know, if I have the possibility to reach a hundred million people, then I want to reach a hundred million. If I have the potential to reach twenty million, I want to reach twenty. If, it, if it's only a million, then I'll reach a million. But whatever it is, it, it's more than it's more than it is now. And there are probably a hundred million people in the world who could potentially like something that I do. So why not try to reach them? There's probably 500 million of them. So why not try to reach them? It's not going to be every single human, but um, I'll keep trying until I die. Because cool. <laughs> I think I've got something positive to offer.
0: That's great. I think that's a beautiful note to end on as well, man. If, if you could say one thing to my audience, what would you say? Oh, wow. Like if, you, um, if you could tell people, like, uh, if you have a piece of advice or a general message...
2: My general message would be to try to fulfill your potential. Recognize that you are unique, you've got talents, you've got interests, you've got a personality, you've got a combination of traits that nobody else in this world has. And we all have different things to offer. Some people are very creative. Some people are great at business. Some people are great with people. Some people are great at communicating. Find those things that you are talented at and have an ability and an interest in
0: and truly see what you can do with them that would be my that would be my message cool that's a good message and uh, where can people find you on social media and on twitter and the uh, website and everything
2: so my main website is zubymusic.com that is z-u-b-y music.com if you want to check out my merchandise you can go to teamzuby.com and then i'm on all social media at zuby music, z-u-b-y music i'm on facebook twitter instagram youtube at zuby music you can also check out my podcast real talk with zuby that's on itunes youtube spotify stitcher and pretty much everywhere else as well and my new album perseverance is available right now on all those same places
0: cool well uh thanks uh thanks very much for coming home man i'm uh, i'm with zuby like you uh, say in your uh <laughs> in your songs very cool yeah all right man thank you for coming on and thank you everybody for listening Uh, you can follow the polarizer on social media as well at uh, at the polarizer you can follow me on the instagram at Dutch where you can find all my photography and uh, I'm also on twitter under that handle and um, that's it man thank you very much awesome That was a very cool episode wasn't it I really enjoyed talking to that guy very very interesting intelligent dude it's um exactly the kind of guest i, I like to have on the show so uh, thanks again for coming on man i really enjoyed it like i said i really hope we get to do it in the future sometime and uh, i wish you all the best in the world man you deserve it you work hard for it and as a reminder this episode is brought to you by alert the food energy app for people who like to travel alert double l Go to the iPhone App Store, iOS App Store. Find it on there. Alert, and also go to on it.com and use the promo code Polarizer to get 10% off your up to 10% off of your total order of all their awesome products. And they also have a, a money back guarantee. If you're not happy with it, you can just uh, you just get your money back. You don't even have to send it back. So that's some good shit. And um, visit the polarizer.com for. Um, more background of uh, every podcast episode and articles and photography. And also follow Zuby, man, at Zuby Music. And thank you for listening and tot ziens. Coming at you <laughs> Bounce
1: down disaster Coming at you Back bad at you <laughs> Tell you Coming at you Coming at you now disaster coming at ya. Bad, bad at ya. <laughs>
3: Hey, Coming at I want a billion fans, so I need a million first. I'ma gain another thou to stop the sickness of this verse. Even when I'm smiling sweetly, look at Zooby as a threat. Or you'll get on before you see me like a noob in FPS. Yeah. No button combination lets you cheat the game of life. Rappers looking in my pad, they think I'm cheating on the mic. Uh-huh. But this girl's my one and only, and she never leaves me lonely. When I wanna beat it down, she's always waiting to bestow me. Spread the love like bigamy, so passionate with metrics. Uh-huh. Bars cannot belittle me. A style is anorexic. That means you think you're Big, I hear you talking, all aggressive But you bark and never bite so your mark is unimpressive My vision's not a dream, I'm motivated to achieve it yeah. You a food for thought and I'm providing it, so eat it yeah. I wrote this in my sleep, I am meaning no exaggeration Even scheming when I'm dreaming, I don't waste imagination Coming at ya bounce <laughs>
1: disaster Coming at ya Back at ya Tear with a smash stuff Coming at you. Coming at you. Style disaster coming at ya. Bad, bad at ya. <laughs> Tailor with smash master coming at ya.
3: Show love when I come through, I get respect cause I'm Millie And the ladies love me too, like they love sex in the city Say I'm blessed and I'm silly, but don't object cause I'm pretty And always say I'm kinda cocky, but they know I'm kinda witty And you know in my committee, it's just me, myself and I Three of my favorite rappers and a little book of rhymes I got a lot of hustle, but ain't got a lot of time Money's got a lot of muscle, so it's all about the grind Take a different policy, I'm turning pen to prophecy My brilliance is vivid, but it's rivaled by my modesty Honestly, I think I'm like the hottest walking property but that there's no dream guarantee So awkwardly I started on my music hustle properly And still I had the brains to get an Oxford degree So think before you talk to me You're tripping if you walk to me I'm moving twice as fast like rolling doubles in Monopoly Coming
1: at ya bounce <laughs> <laughs> now, disaster Coming at ya Back, back at ya what a smash stuff Coming at ya Coming at ya now disaster coming at ya. Madden mad at you. Say it was mask up coming at ya. They're colder than December
3: when they see you at the bottom I'm living through my music when I die won't be forgotten I don't praise the mighty dollar And heard the fame is stressful I don't need to be a baller I just want to be successful Hard to stand up from the crowd But there's a possibility I could rise above the clouds beyond the probability Can I do it all and keep my soul in credibility Or do I have to sell it all to buy acceptability Consciousness is killing me God-given ability To entertain a crowd That's with my mental volatility A Lot of people see me But despite the visibility For ones who truly me, I've got slim availability. You can always call and smile if you don't reach me. It means I'm on my grind so you can see me on the TV. Yeah. And I'ma call you back soon as the beat is finished knocking. But I'm up and out the door when opportunity
1: is knocking. Coming at yaps <laughs> now, disaster coming at you. back back at you. tell it with a smash stuff coming at you. Coming at you Bounce, now disaster coming at you. Bad back at you. Tell you what's up, coming at ya, coming at ya Roundstar disaster, coming at ya, bad bad at ya Tell you what's up, coming at ya, coming at ya Roundstar disaster, coming at ya, bad bad at ya